Bienvenidos a Q94 The Discourse. Enjoy. We're back with another episode of Q94 The Discourse, hosted by yours truly, Brandon Q. You know what I really enjoy and think is awesome about planet Earth? Discovery in the internet. Think about all the things you know now. How did you learn them? Or do you remember the specific moment where you said, whoa, or the, do you remember the specific moment when you discovered what that is and then it has never left your life? Do you, do you remember that? What's that one thing you're thinking about? Okay. So for me, I, here's an example. I remember the moment I discovered Kid Cudi. Do you guys remember that moment? I was in high school. I was in the hallway. My best friend asked me, did you hear the new Kid Cudi song? And I said, no. I said, no. I didn't say who's Kid Cudi because I didn't, I didn't want to be a nerd. I got a front. I don't know. I don't know who that is, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go on the internet later and Google Kid Cudi. And sure enough, I found that song day and night, and it is amazing. Still to this day. But I remember discovering Kid Cudi. But what about the other things? The internet now has made the world so small. You could just go on YouTube and the algorithm will help you discover new stuff that even you don't that you don't even know you like. Can you imagine how boring and plain our life would be if we just stuck to the same stuff? In only a hundred years, actually probably thirty years of having the internet, we've progressed or we've gotten access to so much new stuff that we don't even know what to do with it. I can't imagine living 100 years ago. I really can't. So much of how I live, I get so much joy to just find something new. I remember in 2012 going on Instagram and searching nonstop hashtags when I found that you can search a hashtag and pictures will show up. That was crazy to me. Because before that, I was just you were just searching hashtags on Twitter. And you're just seeing people's thoughts, but no, you can see it was like a new Google. Yes. I love discovering new cities. Three years ago, uh, I first went to New York and man, that was amazing. I'd only know New York through, through podcasts, comedians, movies, music, and clothing. Those are all the ways that I only knew New York. And then I went there in person and Another city I really want to go discover is, uh, I really want to get to know Vienna. Vienna's got, it's such an underrated city. It's not London. It doesn't get talked about like London, Paris, or LA, New York. It's something interesting, especially when you look at the historical context. At one point in history, Sigmund Freud, Leon Trotsky, Adolf Hitler, and the Rothschilds were all living in Vienna early 1900s. That is wild. That's wild. And before that, in the 1800s, Vienna got established as the musical capital of the world. Within one century, it was just, you had to go to hear the best music. And less than 100 years later, it's just a melting pot of ideas. You have communism, Marxism, psychoanalysis, Classical music all happening at the same time. I really want to go to Vienna. I really want to go to the New Year's Day concert in Vienna. That's something special. Look that up if you can. 
the Vienna Philharmonic every year on New Year's Day plays this amazing concert in the Music Verein Concert Hall. It was first opened in 1870. It's filled, it's gold on the inside. There's these beautiful chandeliers. At one point, it was the only concert halls that really competed with this one in Vienna was Carnegie Hall, which I think was made 30 years later. And I want to say that there's one in London or Boston. But at, at one point, this was what the world only had. I don't remember when I first discovered Vienna, but it's just always had, it's always been on my mind. Vienna was also the place where Beethoven became a musical icon. You guys heard me talk about Beethoven briefly last episode. I love Beethoven. Love me some Beethoven. He's got a great story. He he was one of the first, he was actually probably the first artist to create with purpose. He wasn't making music to satisfy the demand. He was making the music he wanted to make. He was making concept albums. You can credit Beethoven for why your favorite artist today has a concept album, has a whole touring concept, has a show at their concert. He's the guy that demanded the best out of everything. Like he pushed the limit on everything. He always was just, I want to do what I want to do. Whether people like it or not, I could care less because he knew this is going to be good. This is going to be fire. I don't make bad music. Nothing I make is bad. That's what he said. If I could compare him to anyone, I'd probably say he was, he was the Larry David of his time. People don't like him, but he made the greatest show of all time. Back to Beethoven. Beethoven went on to create some of the world's most memorable songs of all time. You may not know them by name, but you've heard them in movies. You've heard them in TV shows. You've heard Beethoven, whether you know it or not. But aside from the music he made that still plays today, before that, when he was just a kid living in Bonn, Germany, I think we all could relate to that moment where you decide, I got to go. I have to go figure out if I can make it. I need to go to the big city. I got to leave where I'm at right now. And I got to go. You got to jump. You got to take that leap of faith. The thing with Beethoven is he went to Vienna knowing he was going to be good. He knew how good he was. Other people, they were unsure. The one thing that he had going for him that nobody could deny was how great he was at improvising as a pianist. No doubt he was killing that. But at the time, was it really of value? Not so much because before him came Mozart. And Mozart was, to this day, people will say, his music, utter perfection. Beethoven wasn't worried about that. Unlike a lot of artists before him, and of that same time, I'm sure, Beethoven was making music for him. Everybody, for the most part, was making music to be accepted and just as a means to make money, as a means to have a career. Beethoven was like, I'm the guy. You're not me. I'm Beethoven. You can't do this. And he was right. He proved it every time. Even when he went deaf, the guy said, all right, I can't hear myself play. I'm going to write some beautiful, beautiful music that I'm not going to hear, but in my head, I know it's good. 
just by reading it, you're going to look at it and say, this is amazing. And then you're going to hear it for me. Imagine if he never left Bond. Imagine if he just kept living with his alcoholic father, taking care of his two brothers. He could have kept that up. He was making good money teaching. He was teaching kids playing piano. He was doing well. But he was never going to be the Beethoven we know today. And in a world like today, we all could do that through such simpler means, thanks to the internet. The world's so much smaller. Ideas are, we can access things like, like that. And then we could spread our ideas like that. Like th- this podcast, for example, I just push publish. That's it. I don't have to go to a fancy studio. No, I just record it, upload it, boom. If you have a question, there are answers. You know this whole idea of, oh, what's the meaning of life? There's no answer. No, there's an answer. Just go on Google. It's right there. You may not, you don't have to accept it, but there's an answer. Go on YouTube. I love, I love using YouTube as my Google. You find videos of, you may stumble across some funny videos, but the point is there are answers out there. I was thinking about Beethoven and how, or if, how would Beethoven create his career using the tools today? I was thinking, you know, we have, if you're an artist, uh, the key tools really are YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud if you're making music. It would have been interesting to see where he would have taken his career. Back then, Beethoven had a career, most anybody had a career because you had to impress the right people to fund you. And he was able to do that. But imagine now, Beethoven trying to create this music. There's so many people out there creating music right now. It really, I think it comes down to just how bad you want it. If you're good, you're going to be good. You don't have, Beethoven never was worried about convincing people he was good enough. He knew it. It was your problem if you didn't like his music. But today, if, if Beethoven had YouTube, SoundCloud, Instagram, he'd probably be unstoppable and 10 times more entertaining. And Twitter, can you believe that? Oh man, I'd love to see what he would tweet. The music we listen to today, when you go on Spotify, Apple Music, and you type in Beethoven, you're not listening to Beethoven play. That's somebody else playing those notes. You're not listening to him. His music was so good, it didn't even need words. What's old is new, thanks to the internet. Nothing we make is new. Beethoven made this music in the 1800s. Rock music took elements of it. So bringing it back to discovery, there is, when it comes to everything from the past, there's so much that we haven't even touched. There's so much old stuff to rediscover today. Instead of, instead of, uh, instead of spending time on what's new and looking to what's coming out, you can satisfy that desire by delving into the past and finding some great pieces of work. I think that's how I'm going to leave you guys this week. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Peace.